Pro-vibing podcast where we're just out here pro-vibing. It's your boy Zach and I'm Nat um, and this week we are pro-vibing from a distance unfortunately but the vibes are still flowing. On this podcast we want to be relatable, refreshing and talk about real life stuff. Yeah we're here to talk about things in a loving, responsible way on topics that we feel should be spoken and discussed about. As many of you know we're not the experts and we didn't come here to preach to y'all. But we are out here to open up dis- discussions on some really saucy topics. Uh, before we do that though, um, Zach, same as every week, what's your favourite worship song this week, my G? Uh, so I'm throwing a little cur- curveball because it's not really a worship song, but it's called Holy by Jamila Woods, um, mm-hmm. who is an awesome singer and it's it's a really beautiful song. Go check it out and check out her stuff as well because... It's unreal. What about you? Nice one. Uh, yeah, for me, it would have to be um, one of Maverick City's new songs. It's called Isaiah Song, and it's actually, oh, gets me every single time. So good. Um, and that, what are you reading at the moment? What are you reading, bro? Um, yeah, it flows quite well from our second week where we spoke to Susanna, but um, the podcast that we mentioned that week... One of the people on the podcast wrote a book called To Hell With The Hustle. Um, it's by Jefferson Bethke. And it's just about um, living in like a hustle culture and like quite a fast paced culture and how to manage that. And yeah, it's been awesome. Um, but yeah, what book are you reading, bro? So I'm reading a book called The Book of Joy. And it's written by the Dalai Lama and Archbishop Desmond Tutu. And it's basically where those two, obviously two huge names, um, both obviously in the Christian and Buddhist communities, but two absolute icons. And they just go away for a week, like a long weekend and have a big conversation um, about uh, kind of themed around joy, but everything about that. And they and they wrote a book about it. And it is absolutely unreal. That sounds sick. Um, yeah. And just before we move on, we wanted to tell you guys that we're actually currently on Zoom. Um, so that's why this might sound a bit different but um yeah we're on zoom because we're currently about to go into lockdown here in cardiff um yes whatever it's called yes um this week we're going to try and talk about and unpack our um ideas about purpose yeah purpose it's kind of mad when you think about it because you can't talk about purpose without going into some deep deep stuff like why am i here what is success, what is happiness, all of these things uh, that come with it. Yeah, that's quite a big question, to be fair. Why am I here? It's true. Um, And there are, like, so many rabbit holes and, like, you know, things we can talk about, and it could take hours. You know, we could go on for forever, but we're going to try and keep it brief um, and try our best to just open up the discussion and talk about what we feel um, should be talked about and the important stuff. Um, So, yeah. Yeah, so to start us off, uh, Nat, what gets you out of bed in the morning? <laughs> um, that's an interesting question. And a lot of the time, 
it's it's because I'm hungry, or I have a lecture. Um, yeah, because <laughs> you have to. Yeah, because <laughs> I, I have to. Yeah. What about you? Um, <laughs> you know the the sweet sweet smell of crisp twenty pound notes. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm playing. No, in all seriousness though, um, I would say yeah, definitely. Obviously, uni commitments, but I've been. Try. I'm very much a lion sleeping late person, mm-hmm. but I've been trying to wake up earlier in the morning, and I have been noticing like big difference on the mood th- of on my mood throughout the day. So, I think that's mostly been getting me up in the morning. It's kind of making most of the time, uh, and also spending t- time with God in the morning, being intentional about that. What about you, now? That's so good. Yeah, for me, um, obviously things about um, you know lecture and stuff like that is true, but also. The main thing I would say is actually, I don't know, my friends actually, you know, the plans that I have during the day um, and obviously the course does, is a big motivator for that. Um, but as you said, uh, you know, we talked to Susanna around two weeks ago that um, spending time with God thing in the mornings um, and our church have really tried to encourage that at the moment. And as you said, yeah, honestly, my um, mood for the rest of the day really has, you know, transformed and like... Um, I think the reason that we're doing it is because, well, we believe that our purpose and identity lies with time with God and with God. Um, so yeah, that's been that's been really really good. But just wanted to throw that question out there because it's, you know, it's good to think about from time to time. What gets you out of bed in the morning? It sure does, and yeah, absolutely. Like coming going out that day from a place of like being like emotionally and spiritually like well rested, rested in God. Um, makes a huge difference so I would 100% recommend that um and that how has your purpose changed over time or how you've perceived your purpose mm, yeah that's see th- these are like really big questions that um that we wrote down on purpose because it just makes you think because I would say a few years ago um my idea of my purpose was what course I did um also which university I went to um the people around me, so I think the people around me gave me that purpose and, um, you know, there were times I did think, you know, it would be great to um, just be financially stable in the future, that was quite a big kind of purpose of mine because um, that was something that I was learning about as I was growing older Um, and as I touched on before, I definitely do think that my idea of my purpose has changed very very much and I think um, that I'm starting to realise that the purpose has to come from within yourself and from God and when it comes from other people or situations or what you do then it's quite yeah it's quite easy to um, to kind of lose that sense of purpose I think yeah um, definitely yeah exactly so um, yeah and I'm just going to talk about this guy called Viktor Frankl because as I was doing some reading and kind of research on this kind of topic I came across this guy who is a neurologist and psychiatrist um yeah he came up with this thing called logotherapy which is from his famous book man's search for meaning um and he was actually in a concentration camp in world war ii and his theories helped him almost survive the holocaust experience and he wrote down um how having a sense of meaning and a sense of purpose 
in someone's life is a huge, huge factor for the survival of people who were in those camps. So he wrote some things like, life has meaning under all circumstances. And he thought that our main motivation for living is our will to find meaning in life. Um, so definitely if you want to either do some more research on Viktor Frankl or maybe even read his book, I'd really, really recommend it because that was really, really interesting and it's an area of psychiatry um, quite studied a lot, you know. Um, so yeah, I just think the whole sense of purpose being quite important um, is quite well known and I guess that's why we wanted to talk about it. Um, so yeah, how about you? What do you think and how do you think your purpose has changed over time? Yeah, that's a good question and I'd probably say like for years I never even thought about it. Um, you know, it's not, your average teenager doesn't really question what your purpose is. Um, and I think with some people, it could probably take, like, sadly, like, some, um, something bad happening or some suffering to lead you to question that sort of thing, I can imagine. Um, but yeah, I'd say in my life, uh, never really thought about it as I was, go- as I was younger, but I think as I've definitely, like, allowed kind of got walked with God more in my life I've kind of you know we get to a, a, the Christian answer to purpose um and that has resonated with me a bit more about kind of um or what Jesus says our purpose is um yeah so that's a really tough one I think it's very easy can get caught up in what you do rather than who you are and I think I've noticed that so um <laughs> being a teenager play a whole lot of sports I was like well I'm kind of just here to play sports really that was the only thing I really thought about. Um, and then, you know, coming to uni, uh, studying physiotherapy, I was like, you know, maybe being a physio is my, my purpose. Um, and I think gradually it's kind of dawned on me that it's it's not that what I do. Uh, it's about who I am and who I'm becoming, really. It's not just an answer you stumble across, but um, it's, you know, it's a sense of working that out. And it takes a lot of time um, and wisdom, I think. Um, so, yeah. So that as well, um, depending on what you think your purpose is, your view of success will change. Um, how can we define success or how do different people define success? Yeah, that's, that's another good question. I think um, as we were thinking about it, we just thought of, you know, not everyone does think this, but commonly um, in the world, I've heard a lot of people obviously talk about money um, and with that might be being able to travel being able to afford a really, really nice house um, and to just provide for the family um, which is very very fair enough and that's great as well and another one I've heard a lot of is just to be happy um, you know happiness is another thing that we can talk about in a bit but um, that's a lot of people's purpose I think in life and um, another one that I've thought a lot about is to leave a legacy so we all know that our time, um, you know, on earth sounds really deep, but it is limited. Um, and I think a lot of people are trying to find meaning in the stuff that they leave behind and the memories that they leave behind and the things that they achieve um, and the things that they do. And I loved what you said earlier, Zach, about how a lot of the time I think, um, especially at uni, um, we can sometimes think that what we do or what course we do becomes our purpose and we want other people to value what we do instead of who we are and we believe in um, Jesus who does value us for exactly who we are 
um, even all the messy bits, you know, and not what we do. So he doesn't care about what course you do, what university you go to, what job you have. Um, he looks much deeper into that and he just cares about what kind of person we are and who we're becoming. And I think that's a real, um, you know, journey that I've learned and I'm on at the moment. I think you are as well. So Yeah, um, there's a verse in the Bible, uh, 1 Samuel 16, verse 7, um, which is kind of like the story of David. And it talks about like, Humans look on the outward appearance, but um, God looks at the heart. So it's not Ooh. about... So, you know, when yeah. you're... I don't know, when you're talking about, like, what drives you, is it money, kind of, is it, like, the superficial things in life? What is it you go for? The big house, the car, the everything looking good on the outside. But that's not... That's what, you know, humans do look at that and think, oh, cool, but God looks at the, God looks at who you are, not what you are, what you're doing, that kind of thing. Um that's so yeah, good. I love that. That's so good. I love that as well. You talked about um, happiness, and I think people <laughs> there's that misconception that the more money you have, the happier you'll be. Kind of like American dream kind of things, which millions of people have got sold like sold to that. If you know what I mean, but um, yeah, but also um, success and happiness. Kind of like it's a trend. The more successful you are, you think the happier you'd be, but it's not like a uh, an outright rule is it because very successful people can be very unhappy um so i don't think it's 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 a healthy mindset to be like oh well i'll find ha- happiness if i pursue these goals that i've set out um because that can be a bit futile can't it yeah that's so true and i in the book that i'm reading at the moment um it talks a lot about this so it talks about um goals and kind of aspirations in life um, and I think a lot of the time we do set goals for ourselves. So with that becomes our purpose. So, for example, um, it's, you know, quite a obvious example. But if I say um, I really want to get 60% in, in an exam or even um, I want to go to this certain hospital and do this certain thing, um, that's great. But rather than that, I think... The Bible teaches a lot about um, formation and formation of like the soul and as a person. So it speaks a lot um, about this in the book that I'm reading, as I said. But I think what would be better for me to say is I want to be the best doctor that I can. Or I want to be a better doctor. Or I want to be a really, really good doctor. Instead of just setting goals. Because I think it's great um, to be able to set goals. But for example, if those aren't achieved or if you if something happens for example this lockdown for example coronavirus if something like this happens and that goal doesn't become achieved and then after that I think I've definitely been in the situation but in those situations I just feel like suddenly my sense of purpose is lost you know um and I yeah suddenly that just goes and I think going back to Victor Franco I think he talks a lot about um this in his theory of logotherapy because he basically said um the anxious individual so maybe someone suffering with anxiety is the result of dealing with a sense of unfulfilled responsibility and ultimately a lack of meaning um so yeah it talks a lot about that in the book which has been really really useful um and another thing i would just ask if is that after you might achieve this goal then it's kind of like what next like what yeah you've done it now so what next kind of thing um definitely so, yeah. that's 
Yeah, that's thought provoking as well. And I think also like if you place your your value and your worth on on these goals that don't actually have a guarantee, like not every goal is that obviously being goal setting that's a whole thing in itself, being reasonable, but if you don't achieve your goals, does that uh does that undermine your value as a person? You know what I mean? So that's kind of like the danger of placing your value on things that are futile. Um, And yeah, as as you said, rather than setting specific targets, it's about the formation or an easy way of like saying that it's growing as a person. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Which, yeah, and takes time and takes takes practice Um, and takes, you know, wisdom and guidance from other people that you like respect as well. But uh, what do you think um, Christians say is their purpose, Matt? Uh, yeah, so this is obviously quite um, something that we both, I think, have started to think about because um, it's been quite a big question that I've had recently as well. So I think, um, as a Christian, I think, basically, bottom line is that I think our purpose comes from God. Um, and a really, really awesome pastor over in America... Um, he goes by the name Francis Chan, and he basically said, God blessed us to be a blessing for others. And I think that really, really beautifully kind of wraps up what we think um, is our sense of purpose as being a Christian. As Francis said, I think God blesses us and teaches us how to love other people really, really well um, and how to be generous. And I think a lot of the Bible does talk about um, us having this purpose to serve others and to be humble and put ourselves below others um, just the, exactly the same way that Jesus did. And another quite um, common phrase that Christians say is know God and make him known. So by blessing other people, we get to then show others what Jesus is all about um, just by the way we live and just by the by what we do and how we act. Um, yeah, and that's just, so good. Yeah. Um, and I think also, like, when you talk about it's our purpose, but it kind of links in with, like, what is God's purpose? Like, what is his purpose? And I think that is, like, ultimately um, to, for God to be glorified or made to look great. Uh, like, because God is great and we want to make him look that great. And I think in doing these things and in, in doing our purpose well, we give the glory to God and we make God look good. Um, so I think that's... a Another another little double source I wanted to add on there. Um, now I believe you had a, you had a verse for that as well. Yeah, so Ecclesiastes, um, it's a book in the Old Testament, um, and chapter three, verses eleven says, "God has made everything beautiful for its own time." So I think that was really good what you said, Zach. I think the whole point of what we think purpose is is to find out what God's purpose is for us so it's not about what we think is our purpose but the fact that God has planned everything to be in his own time and for that to become beautiful in its time so um the psalms you know some people call it the psalms as a joke but it says in there like many um lord my god are the wonders you have done and the things you planned for us um, and I think that's just really, really nice as well. Um, just to yeah. show that it's God's God's will first um, and us to just be a part of it. But, Zach, I heard that your housemate says something pretty fire just before we started recording. Do you want to tell us? Yeah, I literally, 
I um, popped into his room to grab something and he was like, oh, you're on, on about purpose. And then I dropped this absolute bombshell and he said, um, better to be a small part in something really big and important than a big part in something that doesn't mean anything. Mm. And like, um, that's absolute words. So shout out to the Reverend George Wood for that. Because um, <laughs> <laughs> when you think about it, like obviously the Christian message is like, God's universe, God's God's plan for everything is really big and important. And although He's really big and we're really small, when you look at it from that perspective, like we have value, even though God is so big and relatively we're so small. But He gave us that value, um, and how good it, it is to be part of His plan, even if we're a small part of it, compared to something that has no purpose and no value. So, yeah. Yeah, that's so good. And just to touch on that, I think that the idea of kind of identity and value really does come into purpose quite well. And we're planning on doing another episode um, with a special guest um, on kind of self-worth and identity. So definitely keep an eye out for that. It's going to be so, so good. Keep your ears peeled. Ears Mm -hmm. peeled? That's definitely not the phrase. Ears open, (laughs) eyes peeled. That's the one. (laughs) Um, and also on the t- kind of the topic of perspective, um, your sense of purpose changes when you realise it's not all about you. Um, so that's why like perspective can be so important because a change of perspective can change how you can change your situation, can completely change your outlook. Um, one example I have on that is like singleness, being single. Um, one perspective of being single is oh so lonely, missing out. Like, I'm lacking that comfort that I once had, blah, blah, blah. But your perspective can change, and it could be, oh, it's about being made whole, like not waiting for the one to appear, but about becoming the one. Mm, that that was fire. That was fire, I can't lie. Um, yeah, it's so true, though. I think we do kind of live in a society, um, whether we know it or not, that is very much about self kind of advertising and putting ourselves out there broadcasting who we are whether that's on social media or on all these platforms it's about making ourselves look better um being better than other people in terms of making more money uh climbing the ladder in what could be business what could be just in your career and i think once that all that pressure goes and once you realize that it's not actually about you um then I don't know about you, mate, but it's quite like a nice place to be in. And I think it's something that we still haven't figured out. And, um, you know, I'm still definitely um, asking God a lot about it, just reading up a lot about it as well, because um, as humans, we are inevitably going to just want to be known and want to have that respect from other people. And I just think that's something that um, we need to work on and... Maybe something that you, you know, for those of you who, who are listening, just is something that you could ask yourself. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. And like, just to touch on that, I think also like, uh, although society does tell us, oh, you will be happier with a girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever it is, wife, husband, like you'll be happier in a relationship. But I think one thing I, we do want to clear up is that you will be happy in your singleness. You need to be happy in your singleness before you ever get to that stage. So I think that there's so much joy and value and and your purpose lies in your singleness as much as it lies in your in your relationship. So I'd, I think although we, we look at pictures that 
you know, the world tells us about success and it's like, oh, with a happy family and a big house and all this, blah, blah, blah. But um, that formation happens before all that um, when you're single. So don't neglect it. Um, it's a great time to, you know, work, work on you, um, spend time with you before before life gets a bit busier. And it is really important, so don't neglect it. Um, yeah, so that's kind of just showing how like two different perspectives of sing- singleness can have completely different out- outlooks on life and therefore completely different experiences of singleness. Yeah, that's so good. That's so good. And I think one other example that a lot of people can relate to is that this lockdown that Cardiff is going into, um, you know, is so tricky and so annoying because it just feels like um, nothing really much has gotten better. And we're basically going back to what it was like in March. But with a bit of godly perspective, um, which is hard, you know, I know, you know, you can pray a lot about it, but with a bit of godly perspective, I think there can be so, so many positives. So the episode that we talked about, um, rest and spiritual discipline, like that's, this is when you can do it. Um, and it, you know, for those listening, if you're not Christian, this might be the time where you can properly, um, have quality time with your housemates, with your family, um, you know, you might be able to do a bit of workouts, you might, uh, you can do lots of revision, whatever it is, I think with a bit of different perspective, any opportunity can be an opportunity to either glorify God in or also just time to work on yourself. So yeah, and also, you know, that book that you were talking about, mate, I think it had some source, so do you want to just... Yeah. Yeah, so just to kind of wrap us up, I'm just going to finish with a quote from this book that I absolutely loved. Um, So, a wider perspective brings peace and calmness. It does not mean that we have the strength to confront a problem, but we can confront it with the creativity and compassion rather than rigidity and reactivity. When we take the perspective of others, we can emphasise with them. We're also able to recognise that we do not control all aspects of any situation which therefore leads to a greater sense of humility, humour and acceptance. Mm, I love that, bro. So, are you basically saying it's not all about you or me? That's basically what I'm saying, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Right, guys, thanks for listening. It's been real. We hope you've been blessed by this one. Yeah, thanks so much for tuning in. And we hope you have a vibey and wholesome week.